It's 6 o'clock. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And we're here for the Joke Workshop every Monday at 6 o'clock. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And I'm wearing a cute winter sweater because it's summer. Yay! (laughs) Finally, I can wear all my cute winter sweaters. I'm so excited. Uh, All right, the way the Joke Workshop works, we have four-minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. Uh, You have a minute left. If you want comments, just let us know, and, and we'll give them to you. If you don't, that's okay. We can all get out of here early, which is uh, which is good too. Uh, all right, your first comedian. He runs the show at the Hungry Eye once a month. Put your hands together for Paul the Grillmaster Robertson. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Is anybody in here in love? Oh wow, a high percentage. Yeah, I'm not. I'm on the apps. Yeah, it's short for applications, not as sexy. Um, yeah. Anybody here on the apps? Clap if you're on the apps. I thought I recognized you from somewhere. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, you know what's more popular than ever on the apps? E and M. You guys know E and M? Ooh, you just started stands for uh, ethical non-monogamy, for those of you who don't know. You can't sell me that. You know, I'm in real estate. I know when someone's trying to sell me a timeshare, you know? so. Yeah. May- I don't know. Maybe I'm just not cool enough for E&M, you know? It's for cool people who, uh, like, travel. I don't know. Yeah. Call me old-fashioned, but it's going to take me a lot of work. i got to put a lot of work in to get comfortable saying, hey, do you want to lick my girlfriend's pussy? You know, call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned. So I'm not knocking it, though. I'm not knocking it. Uh, it did wonders for Will Smith's career, you know? So America loves an underdog and a comeback. And to ruin a career like that, you have to become highly insecure about your wife fucking other people and slap someone on stage, you know? He needs motivation. He's an actor. So I was the other guy. One time I was I was the other guy in an ENM relationship, and I was asking this girl, I was like, "Hey, so you have a boyfriend, and he l- says he loves you?" She goes, "Yeah," and he knows we're fucking. He goes, "Yeah," and he knows we're here. Yeah. Does he own a gun? Uh, checking. Just checking on that one. Want to make sure I could make it here alive. So uh, there's that. Uh, yeah, if I was in an E&M ethical non-monogamous relationship, I don't think I'd want to meet the other guy or one of the other guys. Like, oh, hey, I'm Roger from weeks two and four. You must be Paul from weeks one and three. You shake his hand like a gentleman. And you're like, Jesus, you got big hands, Roger. (laughs) Big wide feet. Probably a big old dick. And then you're like, hey, but maybe you just get used to it and like, Hey, can you warm her up to anal? I've been I've been trying, you know. I, just, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point to forget where I'm at. <laughs> can you try anal? Okay. What if you find out you uh, you know you know how like friends come together and they like the friends more than the original friend? What if you meet the boyfriend and uh, you like him more than the girlfriend? You're like this close to becoming gay, right? At that point, you just you inherit each other. It's like, hey, we should go eat and another girl sometime. This is cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you can go dating, and sometimes it's, it's too good, especially here in San Francisco, it's too good to be true. You know, you ever have that happen? And I get suspicious because you know what uh, they say when it's too good to be true, right? Yeah, you check her knuckles. Did you, <laughs> Jasmine, did you used to be called John? Uh, excuse me. Okay. Great month for that joke. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Then there's traditional marriage, okay? Traditional and old school marriage. The vibe, I mean, the vows are horrible. Pam, how am I doing on time? You look at me. Okay, the vows are horrible till death do us part. I think we should enforce that. Like, oh, you want a divorce? The state you got married in will have to kill you. I was like, okay. But then I think they should have better vows, you know? Like, do you take him to be your husband for now? Uh, yeah, sure. It's like, uh, okay. All right, that's my time. Paul Robertson, what's up? Yay! Those are Buddhist vows. Those are Buddhist vows because you take them now and now and now because there is no past or future. It's all the moment of transit. Uh, I love you now and now. Clap your hands together now for Paul. Yay! Yay! Your next comedian is a wonderful help here at the station. He's the media director, and he's super funny. He has a show on Mondays called Trust Me, My Friend's an Expert. He's an expert in something. I think it's weed. <laughs> Put your hands together for Dakota Price. Yay! Woo! Yeah. Hello, everyone. How, how are y'all doing, my my lovely mutiny people? Oh, you're doing great. That's uh, what I'm just going to say. Y'all are doing awesome. Every single one of you is living your best life. Uh, as the kids would say nowadays, uh, y'all. I hope y'all all are serving cunt. Like, Has anybody heard that? You've heard that? Heard that for the first time the other day. It enlightened me <laughs> that these fucking I'm officially the age like to where I'm like these fucking kids and their fucking sayings. What the fuck is serving cunt? Do you know what it means? It means okay. What it means is you have a real like it's it's when you're fucking dressed to the nines and you're like fucking presenting your best self. You're out here serving cunt. Like what? This is something to think about, guys. This is something for you to think about. <laughs> this is something for you to think about. That's uh, that's some educational material for you. Um, <coughs> if you don't know me, uh, I'm from Texas. Uh, woo! <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Fucking normally I get booze when I say that in California. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck Texas." Uh, that's how I feel. I fucking hate Texas because you know, uh, Texas doesn't like any of the things I like. All the things I like are illegal in Texas. <laughs> Uh, facts, dude. Like, I was uh, arrested and uh, for the, the possession and delivery of marijuana in the year 2018. Uh, I spent the whole year in jail for fucking weed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I wor live in California and have a license to legally sell weed. Like, what the fuck? It's, it's like, you know, my mom is like smiling up at me from hell right now, token down with Gandhi, like having a great time. Uh, no, uh, Texas doesn't like anything that I like. Uh, we're just going to go down the list of some things that I found out were illegal in Texas. Uh, guys, if you don't know this, sodomy is illegal in Texas. It is is written into the Texas like laws and statutes that sodomy, if you don't know that, that's butt fucking. That's fucking in the ass. That's anal sex. Is against the law in Texas. 
But what I want to know is, who's policing this? Is there, like, a special task force of, like, fucking Texas Rangers that are just kicking indoors, like, <gasps> what do you got there? Are you fucking in the ass? Are you fucking in the ass in here, huh? Like, they're the fucking the ass. They ain't got no lube. Guys, it's just crazy. It's ridiculous. Like, fucking cops running it, like, tasing people fucking. They're like, ah! Like now they have like a whole new fucking fetish to where the only time they can come is like being tased by a police officer. Like just creating new horrible fetishes for people. No, but like it is, it's silly. It's like that's the t- enlighten like how silly that is that it's like written into the law. Like like they just haven't taken it out of the law because they're like, nah, it's so silly. Why would we remove it? It's asinine. I literally at, like asked a cop, you know, I was like, why are these in here? If why do you have? Because it'd be silly to remove them. Like why? Like we know it's whatever. Uh, there's another law in Texas, if you don't know this. Uh, it's illegal to own more than five dildos. It is illegal to own more than five dildos. Anybody in here own a dildo? You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many How many you own? More than you have? She's over the legal limit. You're under arrest. Under arrest. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no, like, but once again, it's like, who's policing this? And they kick it indoors, like, they got dildos in here! Like, like, sting operations, like, they got more than four! They got five! Uh, that fifth one, though, it had two sides! Double-sided! Does that count as one or two? Fired up the chain of command, like, I don't know. <laughs> the policing of this is ridiculous. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know what else I was gonna say. Fuck it, guys. Uh, that was uh, Texas sucks. Yeah, that was my time. Yay, yay! Texas sucks, but Dakota Price doesn't. Yay, yay! Boo, Texas. All right, clap your hands wildly for your next comedian, everybody. It's Emily Harari. <laughs> yay. Ooh, I get music. Hey, everybody. Uh, how's it going? We're doing good, we're doing good. Are we feeling okay? Are we feeling a little anxious? Yeah. Let's give it for generalized anxiety. Yeah. <sighs> so a lot of people ask, how do I know I have anxiety? How do I know I have like a clinical level of anxiety? Valid question. Easy diagnostic for you. Join me if you will. Close your eyes for a second. Uh, pay attention to your butthole. I haven't even gone to the joke yet, you guys. <laughs> this, is just, this is just middle school humor here. Uh, unclench. Okay, unclench it. Now open your eyes. The half of you felt nothing, no difference. Congratulations, you don't have anxiety. Half of you felt some relief, and you have like baseline clinical level, just anxious. You're, you got it. And one or two of you shit your pants. And I can't help you with that one. So I grew up as an anxious kid. That's how I know these things. I was anxious growing up. And um, when I was really young, I mean, some kids are scared of the boogeyman, right? And I was afraid of melanoma. My poor parents, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. There was nothing else to fear at that point wh- except for the sun. So uh, my parents, you know, some parents get their kids a nightlight. Mine, I insisted, take me to the dermatologist. Because an ex- more expensive than a nightlight. <laughs> but I told them, I think with the copay from the tooth fairy, we could meet my deductible for the year. So 
recovered. No, no, it went on, it went on. Go flash forward to high school. They prescribed me Xanax, right? So uh, every morning before wind ensemble, cue up sicko mode, cut a half a Xan. I'm in wind ensemble, so I think you can picture the kind of kid that's doing this. Uh, and if you just go on this tangent with me for a second, the fact that Drake is cutting pills in half, like he's in a room with rappers just tossing them back. And I love to picture Drake with a little pill cutter. So precise. Anyway, so I um, take my Xanax and, you know, one Friday night there's a high school party, alcohol, there's, there's wine, you know, break into the parents' wine cellar. And I, I get fucked up, you guys. This is the first time that I combine benzos with alcohol. Fuck up. First person I call up, I call up poison control. I'm, I'm, I'm not just a fucking nerd, I'm also a narc on myself. I don't, so I, I call up poison control because I seriously am like spiraling here. I don't know what's gonna happen. The diaphragm stops doing things apparently. And uh, I think that's the mark one minute. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up. So um, anyway, I call Poison Control, and they they ask, you know, did you have a Tide Pod? Because apparently that's the profile of someone who calls that age. No, I told them I had um, a half a Xanax and a 2003 bottle of Merlot. Uh, I said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. didn't realize you're in your 40s. So anyway, that's how much anxiety has aged me. Thank you, guys. Just so you know, when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. It doesn't mean that you're done. It means you have a minute. So your anxiety kicked in and you threw yourself out of 15 seconds. But that's okay. That was lovely. Yay, Emily. Yay. Take more benzos. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kathy Zhao. I love Texas. <laughs> I just got back from Texas. I know why Dakota, why he hated, because he cannot do abortion there. But I can in China. <laughs> so if you cannot do abortion there, Dakota, go back to China with me. Whatever Jesus cannot help you here, China can. <laughs> you know, I, I love Texas because I really hate the weather in San Francisco. Right, you know, I feel like the weather in San Francisco is just like my mind struggling between ADHD, depression, and whether I want to be gay today. And also, um, you know, the morning sunshine is so rare. Every time, every time my neighbor's dog saw the morning sunshine, he'll be bark like, what? Um, I'm kidding. Uh, my neighbor doesn't have a dog. It was me. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and recently, I recently I started to do some research about climate change, and I think I really care about climate change, even though our trash will all go to third world countries. Uh, but what if they immigrant back, uh, just like me, right? And uh, glad you cannot build a wall on the Pacific Ocean, no matter who becomes the next uh, president. 
so I think uh, what I can do to help stop climate change is if my date is fat, I'm going to ask him to pay for the dinner. So he will only order water um, to save the world. Uh, recently, I, I, I find out like the technology companies, they really don't respect us. They really don't. Because have you ever had the experience at work, right, when you are doing a presentation to your boss, you are typing on the screens like you want to find out the profit of your competitor. But when you put in P, suddenly the first thing comes out is poor for Asian losers. Then your boss began to ask you, what's your favorite position? That's really embarrassing. Um, so Google doesn't respect us. Google really doesn't respect us. And also Amazon. Amazon doesn't respect us. Right? Have you ever bought anything from Amazon Essential? I have bought Amazon Essential underwear. Yeah. Can you believe that? They put a huge Amazon Essential logo on the back of the underwear, occupying half of the underwear. You know, because of my dozen underwear, I couldn't invite guys to my house, right? Because, like, what if when we get high in bed and he started to take off my pants, but all of a sudden he saw those Amazon essential words on my underwear, right? It's like you are going to eat the brisket, but all of a sudden you saw the spam can. So you definitely know that this is not something expensive. So because of like the Amazon Essential underwear, I haven't got laid for six months. Uh, before I go, I just want to say um, I'm the only child in my family because, as you may know, in China, my parents forgot to abort me. Thank you so much. This is Cassie Zhao. Have a good night. Kathy Zhao, everyone. It's the underwear. It's the underwear. Uh, yay. Your next comedian, I am going to butcher your name if you're here. Because uh, I don't. I haven't met this person. They just onlined me. But it's Ipilang Kakapam. The person isn't here. Otherwise, they would be absolutely helping me with their name. So that person isn't here. But you know what your, your next comedian is? Clap your hands together for Hunaid Shakur. Yay! I was uh, an unplanned child, um, but I was the first child, which makes up for it. But I feel like what had happened was my parents had me unplanned, and they're like, well, we have a babysitter now, so we should have a child we actually want. So I feel like that's what happens. They get the first child as a second-string parent, and then the second child as an actual child. Um, I was at an open house recently because I like to see what uh, the other side is living like. Um, and I walked into an open house in the mission. And it was like this three-story house with a rooftop patio. And uh, the guy, oh, there's always a realtor in a suit. And he's just like, this place is fantastic. Great sunlight. The area is phenomenal. I was like, there was a shooting two weeks ago. Let's not be too crazy about that. 
And then I looked at the price, and it was 1.7 million. I was like, there's not enough shootings in this area. <laughs> to <laughs> there needs to be more. I was like, I was like, but it was cheaper than I anticipated. And he was like, so what are you thinking? I was like, there's still way too many zeros on this number for me. Um, I don't like when people at work use uh, words I don't understand. The other day, someone was like, Kunaid, how do you feel about being part of the South Asian diaspora? I was like, you can't call me that at work. That's, I'm reporting you. Um, turns out, I just realized it's a nice way of calling someone an immigrant, um, which is, I think we should have been using that word all along, because immigrant is a harsh word, but diaspora sounds nice. Like, it's hard to scare people with like a caravan of diaspora atta attacking the southern border. It's like, it just sounds like they have healing crystals, and they're going to tell you the future. Um... I've been seeing like people doing like these street TikToks where they go up to people on the street and ask them questions, and I want to prepare my parents for these because I don't want them to get caught uh, online being, you know, they've been living in the Bay Area their whole life, they don't know anything. So I like went up to my mom and was like, "Hey mom, if someone comes up to you on the street and it's like, what's my favorite word?" and she was like, "I don't know what your favorite word is, Hunaid, but you need to say please more often." I was like, "Hmm." And I went up to my dad. I was like, "Dad." what's my favorite word? And he's like, what is also my favorite word? And I was like, that, that's an acceptable answer. Um, I have a landlord. I don't know if any of you guys are being ruled over, but I hate mine. Um, I found a mouse in my apartment the other day and I texted him. I was like, hey, there's a mouse in this apartment. And he said, it's an old building, it happens. I was just like, what other profession gets away with that? Could you imagine going to the doctor and being like, hey, doc, things are leaking that weren't leaking last week? And your doc was just like, you're getting old. It happens. I was like, I feel like behind every, like, shitty landlord is, like, four tenants keeping the entire building together. Um, I'm worried because I keep trying drugs to get, like, a cool drug story. But I never get it. Like, I remember the first time I tried shrooms with some friends. Uh, my friends were like, dude, that trip was amazing. I think I had an argument with God. I was like, I fell asleep. I was like, I'm worried it's just going to escalate and get really bad. Like, I'm going to one day just try meth and end up really deep cleaning my apartment. I'm going to find that fucking rat in my apartment. Um, um, last one, okay. Uh... I lost my virginity later in life, you know, not by choice, um, but <laughs> um, but I, f I realized it's kind of like uh, when white women go to India for the first time. You know, they think it's going to be like what they saw in the movies, and you get there, and you're like, this doesn't, they, they didn't tell you about the smell in the <laughs> movies. And I'm using my hands way more than I anticipated. Um, okay, thank you. Yay! Uday! Uday Shakur! That was great. Um, your next comedian. We have a room full of comedians. It's great. And real people. Yay. Sebastian's Yay. back. Yay. And whoever that guy is in the corner, we don't know. Yay. Um, your next comedian. She's just so wonderful. She's, um, she's one of the directors at Mutiny Radio also. And she makes all the pretty pictures. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Yay. I did not take my coat or my bag off. This is cool. It's a good look. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah. You want to hang out? All right, I'm gonna try. I have a I have a rose this week, and Brett, you did this once, and I'm gonna also try this here and see what happens. Um, so the guy that I'm roasting, I don't know him. His name is Sergio Blanco, but I guess a lot of oh. other people know him. What's going on in there? <laughs> so, um, Sergio's name is the most Hispanic thing about him, and still he goes by Blanco, the Spanish word for white. At least he's honest. I think that's funny. <laughs> Sergio chose the stage name Blanco because he only dates white girls, and all of them say he goes down like cheap tequila. Cool. That's my favorite one. <laughs> we were having a debate about if everyone would know that about what Blanco with tequila. Um, Sergio Blanco sounds like a cheese mix. Like, I had chips with Sergio Blanco last night. Um, Spencer, thank you. Sergio definitely looks like he's trafficking something, and it's probably cheese. Spencer gave me that directly, but I like it. I might use it. Um, all right, the Blanco jokes are receding now, just like Spencer's hairline. Spencer, not Spencer, Sergio. I'm sorry, I smoked a lot of weed, and I've been on cold medicine for a week. Um, my bad, dude. <laughs> I'm also helping him try to roast you at home. So, <laughs> um Sergio's forehead is so big, he looks like someone drew eyebrows on a balloon and then squeezed the bottom. <laughs> Sergio's abs have been photoshopped more than Kim K's Instagram. Okay, that one made me feel mean. <laughs> so, uh, Sergio is such a simp, I actually wasn't sure if his girlfriend would let him come tonight, um, which is very generous of her because he hasn't let her come in years. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sergio looks like Danny Trejo and Steve Buscemi's love child. I like that one, but I don't know if everyone knows what they look like. I also wrote Sergio looks like a Latino Willem Dafoe. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to keep the Willem Dafoe one. <laughs> Those are all the ones I have for him right now. But I can tell you guys a weird story that I told last night um, at a show, and I got a good laugh. So I'm going to tell you that story now with my extra time. Uh, so who went to Pride yesterday? Do you have a good time? Do you see a lot of dicks? I saw a lot of dicks. It was really, um, it was thrilling. So <laughs> it was my grandma's 85th, uh, 85th birthday yesterday or 80, something like that. She's in her 80s. She's older. She's old. Um, and she'd be fine with me saying that. But my grandma loves dick. And, like, you know, we saw a lot of dicks yesterday at the parade. And uh, I sent her a picture. I ran into this guy. And, you know, like, girls, I feel like we're trained to look people in the eye because we're used to guys looking at our tits, which doesn't happen to me that often because I have small tits. But, like, w you know, I still try to be polite to people. And so I saw this guy with his cock out. He was dressed as Spider-Man. Apparently some other people saw him. You might have talked to him. And I was like do you want to be in my picture? And he was like, do you want me to be in your picture? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And he goes, and like, <laughs> and so I took this picture and then Raphael goes, that guy was like very fully erect. Like the whole time that you're talking to him and the whole time that you're taking that picture. And so I sent that picture to my grandmother um, and my family's group chat. This isn't a joke, actually. My mom was really mad. She told me I'm embarrassing and my dad left the chat. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> so, um, but my grandma, <laughs> my grandma just texted back and said, "Look for a bigger one for me, sweetie." 
Yay, Emily. She's, you'll, you'll find that comedy, your family will eventually disown you. It's fine. Get, you're getting used to it now. Just one by one, they'll drop off your Facebook friends list. Uh, all right. They don't want to know what's going on. You're next to me. There's a big, I'm so sad I can't be there on that show this Wednesday because all my friends are roasting each other and I want to see what happens. Um, I don't know what your next comedian is going to do. He might just do jokes, but put your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay! Hey, guys. How we doing, everybody? Good to see you guys. Good to see we have some normal people here. Got a good crowd. Uh, I'm not going to do any roasts. I'm just not with you here. Hell no. I'm not, I'm not revealing my stuff. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so we did go to the Pride Parade, which was cool. Uh, give it up for Pride, everybody. Yeah. Went to the Pride Parade. That was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, very fun. Very gay. Uh, very gay. I don't know if you know these Pride guys. They're very gay. Uh, th they should call it the Gay Pride Parade. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is so gay. No. But it's true. There was a lot of naked dick. Uh, I was not expecting it. It was a it was a lot of naked dick at the Pride Parade. It was very shocking, uh, and I, you know I didn't know how to react to it. And then I I realized I was like, wait, like, like I, s I like I easily quadrupled the amount of naked dicks I had ever seen in my life in one day, besides porn, right? Besides porn, like I see so much naked dick in porn. Like I like blowjob videos. That's mostly just a naked dick. It's like the woman is the fucking background of the blowjob video. I don't know. That's pretty much all I have for that. I don't know. It's an idea. I'm going to move on to a different joke. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Hold on. So, uh, you know what really bums me out is uh, neighbor. you know, like, neighbors don't talk to each other anymore, you know? Like, neighbors never talk. Like, no one knows their neighbors. Have you ever seen, like, a video of, like, a suburb from, like, the 50s or whatever, and everyone's walking around outside talking to each other? You know, everyone knows each other, right? There's no TV. There's no Internet. If you wanted to masturbate, you had to go outside, right? That's what you had to do, right? There's no porn. You know, you got to find a magazine or a window. I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time, but... Uh, <laughs> Your neighbors nowadays, have you seen your neighbors nowadays? They're like fucking feral cats. It's crazy. They just like look at you all suspicious. They don't really like, they don't really trust you, you know. You have to give them a snack before they'll trust you. They get all startled when they see you masturbating outside. I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I have this neighbor who lives in my apartment complex. And, you know, I was thinking about this. And, and every day I see my neighbor uh, because he smokes. So every day he goes, he walks out of his apartment, and he goes down, you know, in front of the apartment building to smoke. And every day I walk past him. And uh, I smoke too. Uh, meth and salvia mostly, but I smoke uh, too. And, but I have a balcony, right? So I get to smoke on my balcony. He's got to go outside every day. So I decided to invite him out onto my balcony one day. And uh, I invited him out. And, um, you know, I came out to my balcony and I tried to make a little small talk. You know, I was like, hey, you know, uh, what kind of cigarettes do you like to smoke? And he goes, uh, you know, there's a lot of Chinese people in this neighborhood. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I like Marlboros. He goes, you know, our landlord's Chinese. And I was like, Jesus Christ. This must be exactly what it's like to talk to your neighbors in the 50s. This is a real authentic experience right here. This is fucking incredible. And I started to really freak out because he, like, wouldn't stop. But then I, I wanted to get away from him. But, like, he, the, I, I can't just leave him on my balcony in a Chinese neighborhood, they'll fucking hang me for that shit next to the ducks. Be, you know, if I <laughs> anyway, so I started to really freak out. I didn't know how to get rid of him, and I was like, dude, 
I'm Chinese. And he was like, what? And I was like, Please get out of my neighborhood. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I know that. Look, I know that. I know that joke is a little racist. I, I get that. But you, I did also hear someone laugh at me hanging in the window of a Chinese deli. So I mean, you know, it's like, oh, but don't do a silly voice. That could hurt somebody's feelings. Besides, I'm Chinese. It's my real voice. This is a fake voice that I do for comedy, right? Because there's no way you'll understand me if I use my real accent. There's just no way. No way, you'll be missing all the, yeah, uh, my pronunciation isn't very good in English. Why did the chicken cross the road? No. <laughs> yeah, that one's always going to be tough. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys. Oh, I think I went over. I'm really sorry about that, Pam. Uh, give it up for your host, everybody. Yay, Raphael Wolfgang. Dancing on the edge of racism. That's going to be the new tagline for mutiny radio dancing on the edge of, of anxiousness uh your next comedian so funny and wonderful actually battling Raphael in that uh show at Cobbs on wednesday put your hands together for spencer divine you thought just because you didn't do roast jokes i wouldn't do any Raphael's mom is so fat no i'm just kidding I don't know. I, I'm I'm not actually aware of 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 her weight. I don't know. Okay. Welcome to Jurassic Parallel Park. Pull it out more. I was worried about going to Las Vegas. I didn't want them to think I was card counting and kick me out of the casino for my magic brain skills. But apparently... Apparently, walking in and yelling, 52, <laughs> they're not afraid of that. <laughs> it's like, I know how many cards are in every fucking deck. Hey, what's up, Johnny? Mr. Skin, what's up? <laughs> I, if, you, if, you just make, if you just make some business cards that say Mr. Skin, I swear they will fly, dude. Um... You may not believe this, uh, but at, at one point, I was on the road to go to the Olympics, the World Olympics. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, but they informed me that although it may sound like a sport, hot boxing is not a sport. Uh, and not even when you take all all your clothes and you're just smoking a blunt naked in your car, that's just foxy hotboxing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you, you misled us. You told us you were an athlete. And I'm like, no, you asked if I could take a hit. And I did multiple times. Uh, it's like, you, you told us you had good cardio. No, I told you I am really good with my Cardi B. <laughs> Oh, cr oh, cr 
I can do it. Oh, so if that's if Cardi B was a pigeon. Oh, oh, uh, what? Okay. I know pigeons aren't a scary bird. But if I walk at one and it doesn't move, I'm like, something's wrong with that bird. Then <laughs> I, I fucking walk around it. I shouldn't. And, and inside the brain of the pigeon is just the... And if there's just a bunch of pigeons, it's just on the loop. They're not fucking thinking anything. I just saw a pigeon standing in some vomit, eating that vomit. And there was just a bat over here, and he's like, you think we spread disease? This is ridiculous. Follow the numbers. Check the history. Why are people afraid of crows? Like the bird. I, I, I get it. They're, they're larger than a pigeon. But you could, you could still beat one in a fight, right? You could beat one bird in a fight. Could you not? You no, know, be really sure about that. <laughs> Don't be there's a, There's only a couple of things you should be really sure about in life, and one of them is you could beat one bird in a fight. <laughs> Imagine how much less scary the movie would have been if it was Alfred Hitchcock presents The Bird. <laughs> Just one. Throw an Alka-Seltzer at it. Call it a Tuesday. I, I fear no animal that has the same weakness as mild heartburn. I do not fear that bird, and I shall not. Uh, people like, Spencer, did you know if a crow sees your face, though? The next time it sees your face, it'll remember your face. Is that something I should be afraid of now? Like, people remember, the guy at Wells Fargo remembers my face. Welcome back to the bank, Mr. Divine. Not today, murderer! Uh, which is a great tag because a murder is a group of crows. Some people say that crows are a little bit psychic, and that is so raven. What up? All right. I'll, uh, I'll end on that. I'm Spencer Devine. You guys have a great time. Yay, yay, Spencer Devine forever. Yay, Spencer Devine. That was amazing. Yay, Spencer Devine. We're going to have him do a headlining set in I don't even know what dates are. Fucking Dakota gave me some shrooms. He goes, they're not that strong. He lied. Okay. You're I'm really high, you guys. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Brett Jennings. Yay. Um, Raphael's mom is so fat. I just, I love that. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> that's just me. I'm sorry. Your mom's probably very nice. I, uh, oh, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, oh, also for Sergio, you already have a lot of wonderful jokes, but he has like a really big head for his body and like creepily large eyes. And I sometimes call him E.T. And I'm not roasting him. I just say mean things to him. If you want, he, like, and no, people make fun of him because he's, like, kind of really disproportional in his body. Uh, but th I love all the bits you had. They were very funny. You're very, he's got, like, a big head. No, I, I, he was, like, oh, I was made fun of high school a lot, and I was, like, oh, I bet they called you E.T. 
And he's like, no, no one's ever said that before. <laughs> and now I, I call him E.T. Um, he doesn't like it. He takes it very personally. Uh, cool. I, um, anyway, I was, I was reading, I was, have you heard this, that like children with peanut allergies have the allergy because their parents didn't feed them peanuts? And I was like, if I ever had kids, I think I would like blow vape smoke in their face. Like, because I, I wouldn't want them to be like asthmatic. Like, I think I just really fuck with them. Ah, uh, cool. I'm going to be a great mom. Um, I, I was reading condolence cards online. No one's died yet, but I'm just ready, you know. And uh, I, <laughs> sorry. Cool. And, um. But one of them said, uh, don't be sad it's over, be happy it happened. And I think that's a horrible condolence card because it kind of sounds like you're happy that they died. Um, great, also great. Uh, this isn't funny either, but um, my friend and I, <laughs> my friend Molly, one of our favorite things to do is uh, we take, <laughs> we have this friend who looks really homeless and we like to take videos of homeless people and send them to each other and be like, ah, look, I saw, I saw Bill today. And I forget that that's wrong sometimes. <laughs> and I was on a date and I saw this, like the perfect homeless guy. Like, it was like, I mean, this guy looks so much like this other guy. <laughs> and so I took a, I started filming him and my date's like, hey, what's wrong with you? And I was like, no, it's like really funny. My friend and I will like film homeless people and send videos to each other. And he didn't like that. But it's, uh, but it w I swear it's like a good reason. Anyway. <laughs> Great. This is good. I, um, uh, I went on a first date recently. And it w was, went, was going really badly. Um, and so I, I blacked out. And, and it got more fun then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I, it also was weird because I'd started the date by saying, like, you know, I don't really drink much, which is true. And I think he took that as, like, oh, you're, she's not going to drink a lot. And I meant that as, like, hey, I don't drink much and I'm putting him back. It's like, because I'm going to black out. And uh, <laughs> this is a bad, this isn't funny. I know that, but I really like that it happened. Um, and... I don't know. We were t we were talking, and I was trying to make conversation. And he wouldn't talk, and then he was like, "You're being you're re being really boring." And he said that to me, and I was like, "And then so we didn't talk, and we were sitting in silence, and then I didn't know what to say." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, so like you're British," and he was like, "Yeah, so it means I'm uncircumcised," and I was didn't ask, you know, <laughs> and. <laughs> And, uh, no, it just at one point he was like, yeah, you're really throwing those back. And I was like, you're not my mom. And I hit a drink and poured it on myself. And it was a good end. Okay, thank you, guys. Sporogenics, everyone. A bad first date. Who's Justin? Oh, all right. This is friend Justin. I don't know who Justin is. It just was, it was a thing. Did, was Justin wasn't on your date, what, uh, obviously. Um, hey, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Justin. Oh, brother. Staying on? Okay, great. So, yeah, I've never done stand-up before, and I just wrote all these jokes like an hour before. So, yeah, we're going to, uh, what? Do I have a kid? Oh, okay, great. No, I don't have any kids. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, let's let's start with the Pride Month joke. You guys like Pride Month? You guys like Pride? Any LGBTQ members out there? Woo, awesome. So um, yeah, Happy Pride Month uh, to everybody out there. So like, I'm not actually part of the LGBTQ community, but like, you know, I can consider myself an ally, right? Like, I love queer people, queer friends, and queer family members. But um, I think I'm gonna get scolded soon because I did something like bad recently, and I don't mean like. I like found a gay person on the street and like beat them up or like embezzled funds from an LGBTQ nonprofit, but like still bad nonetheless. Um, you, you guys want to know what the bad the bad thing was? Okay, we'll talk about the bad thing. Um, <coughs> so like I said, right? I didn't do anything egregiously homophobic. I promise, definitely not, definitely not. Um, but so I was I was getting out of my car one night after you know a night of debauchery and shenanigans, uh, and as you might imagine, I was a little tipsy, so I like got out of the car. You know my. Toyota Camry hybrid because I care about the environment. And I want to make sure like the world stays around for a little while longer. So, you know, I get out of the car and I'm like swaddling towards the lobby door and like on the lobby door, there's like this glass and like normally I never look in the glass because I just put my head down and put the key in the hole and then I open the door and then I go in the door. But tonight I look through the glass and as I look through the glass, you would not believe what I saw. So I stop at the door and I look through the glass and I see what appears to be uh, one guy standing up and another guy on his knees. And he looks like he's getting ready to throw like some vicious neck, right? Some like gok gok 9000. So at this point I'm intrigued because like as a straight man, I've never watched gay porn, but like I enjoy oral sex, right? So like I would probably say it's like a favorite pastime of mine, right? Like receiving head, giving head to women. Although I would not really know if I could call it a pastime because it doesn't happen very often. But um, so nevertheless, right, like I've never watched gay porn, but I'm like, if there was ever a time for me to do it, I might as well jump in with both feet and do like the live action LARPing version of it, right? And just like do it right then, like watch them right then and there, right? So like, uh, we're just gonna do some gay porn LARPing, right? So like, that's not the only reason though, right? Like it's cause like at this point, like I feel very protective, right? Like I said, I'm an ally. So now I have to be like gay sex bodyguard in case like a real like a gay basher comes and tries to like, break things up, right? Or like, what if the guy is like so enthralled by the head he's receiving that he like passes out or has a heart attack, then I gotta go grab my defibrillator and like bust through the door like the Kool-Aid man, like, oh yeah, here to bring you back to life, right? Like shock him back to life. So, um, so, so getting back, so getting back to it. So, so, so bust through the door like the Kool-Aid man, I'm gonna bring him back to life, um, right? And so, so all that's going through my head right now is like this guy that's on his knees, looks like he's about to put in work, um, so, you know, as, as all the things are happening, right, it's like I go into my head and I'm like a boxing announcer, right? So I'm like, got it, got it, got it, moving through it, moving through it, moving through it. So, um, yeah, right, the guy's there, he's on his knees, the other guy's standing, very, very strong, very stoically, um, and like a boxer in my head, I'm like, okay, he's going for the belt, he takes off the belt, he unzips the pants, he unzips the pants. Um, and I am kind of like wobbling at this point because I'm not really sure if I see what I'm seeing, and like I put the keyhole accidentally in the door. So then that obviously kind of startles them, right? So then like nothing progresses. They stop, they get up, they scurry in the elevator. And then at this point they go up and then they're gone. And so in my head, I'm thinking like, oh my God, what did I just do? During Pride Month, I just stopped a man from getting probably the best blowjob of his life from another man right here in the elevator lobby. Like this is crazy. And at this point, I kind of feel like now I owe this guy a blowjob, right? Because like I, Stopped him from getting the blowjob he was about to get. But, like, I'm not going to give him the blowjob. So then I got to, like, walk around the Castro, like, soliciting people for oral sex only to, like, tell them that they're going to be giving it to somebody else and not me. Or I got to put out, like, a creepy Craigslist ad, like, 
pseudo asking for oral sex for somebody else. So like, yeah, man, now I feel like I'm internally, you know, in debt and like an anime character, right? Like now my quest, my life is going to be unfulfilled. It's going to be unsolved if I don't go out and I don't find a gay man and find another gay man and have a gay man give another gay man a blowjob. So we'll see if I fulfill my life quest. That's about it. That's all I got for you guys. Put your hands together for Justin, everyone. He's uh, doing the Lord's work, I guess. That's amazing. I didn't know that you could put an ad out and say that you want a blowjob in that. That's possible? That's possible? I, I, all right. Oh, that's fun. Uh, your next comedian, he's suggestive. I guess we're calling him Dr. Skin now. No, what are we calling him? The Skin Man, Mr. Skin. Put your hands together for Johnny Knudsen. Yeah, keep going for Pam. I didn't know that you could uh, you could solicitate ads for blowjobs either. <laughs> Did not know that. Solicitate is that even a fucking word? <laughs> I tried to use the solicit word, and I don't I don't think that's the right one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well, yeah, you know, you know how we call thin people skinny. Spencer, do you know this? Thin people are skinny. To me, that doesn't make any sense because fat people have way more skin. So I think we should be calling them skinny or something or switch it up. That's all my time. No. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> this is the best that I've ever done doing stand-up easily. <laughs> this feels amazing. Actually, the very first time I did stand-up, I got laid. And uh, that set me up for just the worst expectations ever. <laughs> Never again, um, you know, I, never again. <laughs> Maybe tonight by a homeless person or something. I don't know. I've been thinking about skin, though. I have been. Uh, and, uh, well, really, I've been, skin's been on my mind, you know. It's been sort of like a 360-degree skin wrap. Because um, if you think about it, you can't think without skin being on top of you or in front of you, you know. Right? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm the crazy one here, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't know. Some of the day was like, if you, if you like skin so much, why don't become a dermatologist? I'm like, I, I'm half retarded. I, <laughs> I could not go back to school and try to do that. Plus, I don't think they're going around like compulsively bombing that uh, open mics in San Francisco. You know? <laughs> so stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Some of there is like, uh, are you like a skin enthusiast? I'm like, no, that is disgusting and creepy and silence the lammy. I'm a skin advocate, you know? I am a, I'm an advocate for skin, you know? Can you imagine if someone walked in and did not have any skin right now? That would be not possible, but <laughs> it would uh, be stressful and very weird to see. What would be weirder if one of us had no skin right now or if everybody had no skin but one person. <laughs> Both scenarios are terrifying. <laughs> I think the one with more people, because that's just a lot of discarded skin, <laughs> you know? So much. Uh, God. Uh, you know? I get distracted a lot. You know, I get distracted all the time, like when I'm trying to work, you know? get distracted like when I'm distracted you know like I'll be trying to work then all of a sudden like I'm on the Wikipedia page for skin you know and it's like it's like the cr it's such a big page for such a thin thing you know it's it's truly remarkable 
Uh, another big word, remarkable. <laughs> Not bragging. That's two big words for J-Boy today. That's what I call myself. I call myself J-Boy. So uh, to hype myself up. No, that's my older brother. That's what he calls me. He calls me J-Boy. My older brother's like a dickhead LA guy. He's he's awesome. He's my brother. But he anytime he calls me, I pick up and go, what's up? He goes, J-Boy! <laughs> and that makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, back to skin here, the important stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know? There's three main functions for skin, uh, regulation, uh, protection, and sensitivity, you know? I think that's kind of interesting, you know? I'm kind of suspect, though, when it comes to uh, protection, you know? Because last time I checked, we can be cut by paper, you know? <laughs> that is the shittiest protection of all time, <laughs> ask me. We should have been made out of, like, titanium or something <laughs> useful, not this weird. Skin's an organ, too. Did I get the horn? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, skin's an organ, which is, I mean, I don't buy that for a fucking second. <laughs> First of all, because you, can s you can't see the other organs, you know? Well, the eyeballs, but I don't mean, for the joke, come on. <laughs> you know? Eyeballs and genitalia, but those are, I feel like they're kind of their own things, you know? But, like, can you imagine if, like, a heart, a liver, and a gallbladder were in a bar having some beers and then some skin walked in, slithered in, you know? Plastic bag in the wind. I don't know how a, an amorphous blob of skin would move. I don't know. Spencer sounds like he does, though. You know, he's like, "Sup, guys? Can I join the conversation? I'm an organ." They'd be like, "Get out of here, saggy insiders only." <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's all my time. <laughs> hey, Johnny Goodson, Mr. Skin. I'm crying. I'm in here just weeping openly because a very very funny stuff, and also Dakota lied. And the strooms are much stronger than he, than he said he was. they were. Whenever you get those little baggies, don't trust them. Um, your next comedian. I'm just street. If anyone can get me, can you run, run and get me a paper towel from the... Spencer, run and get me a paper towel, because I'm seriously leaking, because I'm laughing so hard at everybody's jokes. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Brian Bixby. Yay! <laughs> Brian Bailey. Why did I call you Bixby? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Bixby, Bailey, it's all the same. I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing, Pam. Dakota also gave me shrooms outside, and then I had to listen to Johnny talk about skin for five minutes, and I'm just having like an existential crisis now, you know? I was expecting those to kick in in like half an hour. They, it was immediately, so uh, let's see how this set goes. Um, have you ever met someone with like uh, the values that you pretend to have, you know? Because like, speaking, like, I do drugs, and I drink, and I smoke cigarettes, you know, and I'm always like, I'm not afraid to die. And then I met a girl and started dating a girl who's, like, actually not afraid to die. And I'm like, I am afraid of her, you know? Because, like, we have, like, different concepts of it. My idea of it is, like, yeah, let's stay out all night, you know? Fuck tomorrow. And she's like, let's drive on the wrong side of the highway, you know? It's not the same thing <laughs> at all. She's scary. Um... Speaking of, I had to go out to, like, buy condoms late at night recently. And you know how, like, 7-Elevens in the city, you can't do this? I don't know if this makes sense to you guys. You know how you, you can't go inside? You have to, like, order at the window? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, after a certain time, they won't let you in the store. So I go up to the guy, and I was like, hey, just give me a pack of condoms. Any brand will do. And then he brings back Magnums. And I have to be like, all right, any brand except for those, you know? 
Like, I felt like you should have just seen me and expected that. Like, it's like going to a bar and be like, hey, I'll take a shot of whiskey, any brand. He's like, let me open up this $500 bottle of scotch, you know? Like, who are we trying to impress here? I don't get it. Speaking of sex, um, <laughs> uh, I had sex with, have you ever had someone call you your full name during sex? It's very disorienting, you know? Like, she, she was like, Brian Bailey Andrus, or Brian... Brian Bigsby Andrus. <laughs> and, like, I think she meant for it to be hot, but it just made me think I was in trouble, you know? Like, I didn't want to keep going. I just wanted to hide from my mother. So, um, that's a thing. I don't like identifying as stuff, like race, gender, politics, any of it. I just, I, so I feel like I don't fit in one category for anything, you know? Like, I don't, like, when people ask me what my politics are, like, I have liberal values, but I don't think that good vibes will fix the economy. So I have trouble saying that. I, I have, I have like, a white face, but I'm Chinese also. I feel weird pointing it out to people. Like, I've only dated a woman, but I would suck a dick for a very small amount of money. So I don't, <laughs> like, am I straight? I don't know. $5,000 is the answer, guys. That's It's like three months of rent. I think it'd be worth it, if I'm being honest. So someone was talking about sucking dick earlier. You know, hit me up. Um, Jeez, what am I doing? I'm sorry. I don't know you well enough to make that joke. Um, <laughs> my dad's dead. Uh, <laughs> my dad's dead. He, uh, he had cancer, which is how he died. And uh, one of our favorite activities to do together was to, like, watch Jeopardy and play against each other. But also, he had brain cancer. So at a certain point, you know, I would fucking crush, guys. It was not a fair fight. I would be like, who is Stephen King? He would be like, who are you? You know? It was good times. I think that was it. Um, bye. Yay, Brian Bailey. Yay, yay, hooray. We've got a couple comedians left. You guys have all been hanging out, having super fun. I'm having a great time back here. Now that I have paper towel, everything's great. Uh, because you just the just the mucus. Did you know? Did you know that your butthole is a mucus membrane? So poop is just like snot. It's just dirty snot. Okay. Your next comedian, uh, put your hands together for Elizabeth Hunt. Yay! I know, you gotta protect your butt. Uh, I was gonna do this joke, but now it reminded me that, like, I'm really thankful that we have, like, the amazing amount of flavors that our tongues and our mouths can, like, behold. Um, and I'm really thankful that our butthole does not share that same quality. Our butthole does not have any taste receptors except for one. Spicy. Yeah, I know. I'm glad, I, you know, and it's weird because it doesn't seem like the one that would be most, like, ne necessary or whatever. Like, you'd expect bitter, maybe, but that wouldn't be a better experience. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hoping for that change. Um, I'm actually out of, I'm from out of town. I'm, I'm actually from Oregon. I'm here for a teaching conference. Uh, so I figured I'd do an open mic while I'm here. And uh, so, yeah, I do, I do teach. I teach middle school and otherwise known as the pit of hell, right? Uh, and it's one of those things, right? Like I graduated from middle school and I knew it was the pit of hell then. And then I left and I went through high school and college and now I'm back to the pits for as long as they'll let me teach there. 
And it's just that, like, you know, self-flagellation that I guess I'm, I'm all about, you know. What it, what it really is is that, like, teaching is, is beautiful, and you can mold young minds, and it's really great if your, like, goal in life is to be in a situation where somebody will do something shitty and then lie to your face about it knowing they just, you just watch them do that shitty thing. You know, go and, so, and see somebody just punch somebody in the, in the chest or whatever and be like, hey, don't do that. And them just respond like they, like they are just trying to like mind control you. I never did that. It's great, it's fantastic. It's so much fun to be lied in the like to the face. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this comedy stuff, trying out comedy and everything, it's been really fun. Um, and it really does feel a lot like the classroom. Everyone sits in the back, you know? Uh, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you have tables, you know, you're probably texting and that sort of thing. It would be more comfortable for me if you actually tried to hide that a little bit better um, and, just, and just smile at your crotch every now and then, just so that I know you're still alive. Um, as, a, as a middle school teacher, I have to celebrate the day that we turn to page 69. You know, I write that in my little calendar. I put it on my, like, like my to-do plans and stuff. We're reaching page 69 today because you have to plan ahead. You have to, you have to think ahead for what you're going to teach that day. And so, you know, good strategies for celebrating page 69 is you say, all right, everybody, we're going to turn to page 68 and one more. Or alternatively, we're going to page 70. Oops, we went, too, we went too far. All right, let's go one back, right? The worst is if you forget it's page 69 day because you end up saying, all right, we're gonna turn to page 69 and like you don't even like have to finish, you, do, you get the nut out and they already know, they already know. And they're not cool, right? They don't say nice. You know, they're middle schoolers. They have to go, oh, 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 miss, miss teacher. Do you know what that means? Because they think they invented everything, right? They think they invented 420. They think they invented 69. Yeah, we'd celebrate 420 if we ever read a book that far. But yeah. Um, and and you know, it's it's all well and good. Like every once in a while, it's like, yeah, I I I, I can I can't really pretend like I don't know what 69 means because that's that's worse. That's sadder. But like I want to, I want to just say, like, yeah, I know what 69 is, and pretty soon you'll find out it's just a suffocation risk. Like, nobody's having fun. You're either focused or you're focused, and you're not doing well at either. Um, but you know, as much as I believe in like teaching comprehensive sex education, there is a line, and that's one of them, right? The other line I have for teaching comprehension, comprehensive sex education is that like, I really, I think we have to wait a little bit longer before we teach the term consent. Now I know the concept of consent is really important and it's really important that we teach people like not to touch people's bodies without their consent. However, I have had too many cases where I have a kid take another kid around the neck and start like punching his face and I'll go like, hey, stop that. And they'll be like, it's okay. I have his consent. But you don't have mine, motherfucker. All right, that's my time. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, Elizabeth Hunt from Portland, or from Oregon, yay, doing the Lord's work with the children. Yay. That's fantastic. I'm middle school, oh my God. I know, and Paige, you're right about that 69 thing. It's not as fun as you think it's gonna be, and then it's like you can't enjoy it because you're like paying attention to if you're trying to do it well, and then you're, 
<sighs> I hear you, sister. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He runs a great open mic on, well, it's an open mic on Thursday. I'm kidding. It's a great open mic on Thursdays. Uh, sign up sir, at 630 at the Edinburgh Castle. Well, you get to see him here right now. Put your hands together for James Uwakawa. Damn. Hello, you guys. What's up? I didn't get any of these shrooms. Damn, where's Dakota at right now? Jesus. Damn, I feel like everybody's a little bit on shrooms right now, huh? Taking like a little bit of the eighth, whatever. No? Damn, okay, shit. All right. Uh, you know what, you guys? Uh, I love sleep so much, I think I might become asexual, you guys. Yes. It's, you know, it's Pride Month. It's uh, LGBTQIA. Asexuals, yeah, we have a we have a say in this conversation. Not too much, but you know what? We have something in, you know to add to the conversation. But no, I feel like you know right now I'm getting older and like uh, sleep. That's become my main priority. You know, like in my 20s, I go to a girl spot. I'm like, oh, your mattress is on the floor. You're a minimalist. Cool. Very quirky. Nice. Or you know, go back to her spot and there's like a pile of laundry. I'm like, oh, now I'm gonna wrinkle all your shirts. Oh, I feel very guilty right now. Oh, no. and Or just sort of like, you know, like, oh, you get, this is definitely an Ikea mattress. It's a hand-me-down from your roommate back in college. This is like fucking up my back right now. This is all saggy and shit. No, but you know what? I'm just sort of like, fucking A, wait. <laughs> but I'm done with casual hookups, you guys. No, because, yeah, like, I need all the accoutrements before I go to sleep. I need, like, a weighted eye mask. I need a weighted blanket. I need an anime body pillow for, like, a... M yeah! For like lower back support and emotional support too, of course. But no, I'm what I'm trying to say, a nut is not worth a good night's sleep, you guys, right? Who's with me? Fuck yeah. 15, maybe 20 minutes of all right sex or eight hours of fully rested sleep. You do the math, you guys. No, I'm beating, I'm asexual. Who's with me? Any asexuals in the crowd? No? Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're probably doing like a thousand piece puzzle right now. Doing much more productive things right now. But Jesus Christ, but you're like, oh, James, hey, why don't you bring girls over to your spot if your bed is such a temple and you love your bed so much? I live in Fruitville. It's a very hard sell to tell a girl from the sunset to go to Oakland, let alone East Oakland. Uh, by the time she's, by the time she gets to Embarcadero, she's like, what, what am I doing with my life right now? Fuck this dude, you know? Because my dick radius is maybe like uh, Lake Merritt, downtown Oakland, and like parts of Berkeley, that's it. Like, I am making the trip over across the Bay Bridge. I am making that journey going along the 7, you know? I don't have that dick pull for the Bay Bridge, you guys. Fuck no. No. What else? How, much, how many minutes was that, Pam? That two minutes and 20 seconds has Two elapsed. minutes and 20 seconds? Elapsed. Shit, okay. What else? Fucking A. I think that's it for me. All right. What? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, James Uwakawa, you're going to dump out in two minutes. Hey, thanks for being here, James. Yay! All right, well, I guess it's I'm the last one, unless this guy in the back, you with the, you're, you're, yes, you're a person, yes. And hey, what's your name again? Jacob Snyder. Snyder. Stinson. Jacob Stinson! All right, comedy, we're doing it. Let me uh, adjust this real quick. <sighs> Give me a second. <laughs> so I think the, uh, the sort by price highest uh, feature on uh, shopping websites might be the, the least used feature. 
atmosphere ever, uh, especially on somewhere like uh, like Walmart.com. Uh, I personally, I am a sort by price lowest person, but uh, it's right next to the uh, the sort by price highest. And so sometimes I, I accidentally click, you know, highest, and, and Google knows. They're like, no, 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 you're one of the poors. You are sort by price lowest. And I want to be mad, but I'm like, hey, Google, you know me. Uh, I found my uh, current girlfriend on a dating app named Hinge. Uh, but when I was using it, uh, guys could only swipe 10 a day. And when your hit rate is as low as mine, you know, you got to have more swipes per day than that. So I had to sign up for the premium plan. Uh, but when I do that, I find out that one month is 30 bucks and three months is $60. And that's the first time in my life I've had to make a financial decision a financial decision based on how long I thought I was going to be single. Um, and I'm not even talking about the year-long plan they had. If you <laughs> sign up for that, then your life is either going, your dating life is either going really, really poorly or really, really good. So, okay, maybe I don't, I might be alone in this, but has anyone else seen this trend where horror movies are like using naked old people to like shock you more and more often, right? Which is crazy, right? It's like you've seen ghosts, you've seen beheadings, but have you seen grandma's titties? Uh, but uh, the weird thing is that that's got to be really r uncomfortable for old moviegoers, you know, especially for the people sitting next to them. They're like, oh my God, it's hor Oh, um, no, not, not you, just, just them. I'm sure your body looks fine. So, uh, okay, the last time... I have a male sex toy, all right. <laughs> and uh, it has updates to it. The last time I used it, I had an update, and I was like, wow, this is really San Francisco with me. But um, when it, I was like, it, did they make the orgasming better? Like, what happened? And the update just said bug fixes. And I was like, all right, well, that's concerningly vague. I think you should have to be pretty specific with what you're fixing for a technology that someone puts their penis in. Um, <laughs> uh, like, it, like, did it fix this bug where uh, the battery drained too quickly, or did this shock a man's penis off so you had to really, really, really <laughs> fast-track that update? Um, I really think we need some regulation for this software, though. It's very, very dangerous. You know, air, airline software, aircraft software is regulated by the FAA. It's, you know, because a lot of safety concerns. You're up in the air. There's nothing you can do. I think masturbation software should be regulated by the FAP, the Federal Administration of Penis and Pussy Protection. That's right. Um, so uh, back on the horror stuff, but no naked people. Um, but ghost hunters, which is almost more embarrassing than a naked old body. Um, uh, and so they're, they're very, very good at what they do. They're very, um, nothing gets past them. You know, the, the littlest grip, the littlest, uh, you know, little stream of air, nothing gets past them. But I don't believe in ghosts, so they're not very useful to me. What I think they would be good at is um, house inspections, because nothing gets past these people. But I think they have too much pride for that. So what I would do is I would uh, find a house I want to purchase, and then I would uh, hire these ghost hunters and just tell them, like, oh, it's haunted, and I want you to uh, you know, hunt for these ghosts. And they're like, they show us the findings, and they're like, all right. We, uh, we heard some whistling down here. I think they were trying to speak to us here. And then uh, there was like this weird smell that came up. And then, uh, and then a, uh, some water dripped right on my head. And that was a sign they said, 
get out of this house, it's haunted. And then uh, later, uh, with me and my partner, I'd be like, okay, so the, the uh, windows aren't sealed tight. Okay, got that. Um, there's, some, there's some mold, there's some asbestos. Thank God we caught that. And then I think the water's related, so there's also a leak. Oh, thank God we saved thousands. All right, well, uh, that's all I got. Thank you. This was, this was awesome. I like the intimate uh, environment, and seems like everyone here is friends except for me, so Hi. I was the guy in the corner you don't know. Thank you. Yay, Jacob! Yay, you can be friends too. Okay, I'm the last comic, so keep clapping. Clap for me. Not that I want to be crying. I just, it's, shrooms make your body leak. I don't know what happened. It's like you're leaking out all the toxins or something. Every comedian has a porn joke. We got to hear some porn jokes up here tonight. I'm not, I've never been a traditional porn watcher. Raised super religiously. I was married uh, for many years to a, uh, to a very chaste man. We didn't watch porn together. He wouldn't let me have a dildo. I found out later he had a small penis. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so, uh, fast track, I've just never been a porn watcher, right? Uh, and then I was broken up with, not even broken up with, like an ex-boyfriend, it doesn't matter, too much story. But I started watching porn in January, okay? I joined the ranks of you people. You've, I'm 48 years old and I started watching porn for the first time in my life and, and it was fine. And then, and then the viruses and the danger and a guy, he emails me from Russia, and he says, uh, my name is Chad. It was, it was some white name, though, too. It was like Boris or Steve or something. And he, he, was from, he was from Russia, and he said, I have hacked into your computer because you are a dirty person watching porn, and I have seen your entire computer, and unless you send me 510 Bitcoin, which is like $26,000, by the way, unless you send me... 510 Bitcoin, I'm going to send to everyone in your computer a picture of you and what you were masturbating to side by side so everyone will know your shame that you are happily masturbating to unless you send me this money. And so I'm going to get out ahead of this Russian thing. I'm just going to clear the air so that there's nothing he can blackmail me for, right? So here is the porn that I then watched, but now I've, I've thrown that computer away. I had no idea how to clean it, so it's gone. I'm not even using that Chromebook ever again. It just sits in a pile with other books. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just there. It's a dirty machine. But I watched um, women with strap-ons fucking guys, totally consensual, because you'd see in the beginning, like, they did. And then I also like to watch um, Twinkie gay boy orgies, because they're all incredibly good looking and they're skinny, they're just my type, and everyone's having a good fucking time. That's what the porn I wanna watch. No one looked like they were on heroin, no one looked like they were coerced, no one looked like something happened and they had to, it wasn't titled, someone has one like, I had to have sucked my person's dick because I didn't have money for the abortion. Whatever, none of that was there, it was just gay guys having a fucking great time. And me being like, oh, oh. They're all having fun. And then also with the strap-on, they were having a good time. When, by the way, fucking Russian guy who has my computer happily masturbating, you didn't see me angrily at best. <laughs> angrily at best. You know, yours, this is a scam. You don't know me. Jerk. Okay, that was three minutes. That's good. 
what's the other new thing that's happening? That's weird to be on shrooms, you guys, because your brain is like. Um, so I didn't know. I'm really afraid of dying. I don't know if anybody else is like. I'm 48 years old. I'm everything is like. But lately, death. I know it's coming quickly because things are happening in my life that are just so amazing. I was on. The 14 bus at 2.30 in the morning coming home from work and an army of skateboarders came on and without me even pushing them in any direction, they all started cheering Pam is hot. So I'm like, there is a God and he tries to take me soon. There's a bucket list. He's checking them off. He's like, oh, this is, I didn't even know it was on my bucket list. There it is. Ha ha. Army of skateboarders cheering that I'm hot. Yay. Give him your number. I did. I gave him his number. I fucked him. Yay. God's like, ah, she's going to die. I'm going to die. So I've been taking a lot of special precautions to not die. Uh, I've been looking both ways before crossing the street. There are all these maniacs in San Francisco that just walk into traffic. What the fuck? On their phones? I'm just like, why do you want to die? They believe that they're better than the cars. I don't know. The hubris, the hubris of these assholes. They're like, I have the strength of iPhone. No, you're going to get hit by a car. Uh, I'm smoking way less pot in the morning before my showers to avoid those nasty slip and falls, right? Like... (laughs) It's 2023, and showers are still made out of slippery materials. Where is the technology going? To space? We have people dying, slipping on the... I've eliminated choking hazards from my house. No more stone fruits. No more peaches, no more plums, no more tiny pretzels. No more 27-year-old men. (laughs) You imagine I die choking on a dick? (laughs) Jesus, learn to swallow, Benjamin. And at my funeral, our last comedian who's hiding in the back there, uh, Luke Moore is there, and he says, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. 27-year-olds. I uh, thought you guys were smarter than that. But as, a, as, a, as an addendum to that joke, of course, I swallow. Yeah, thank you. But I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Yay, because that shit works. Um, yay, me. Oh, yay. Took up an extra minute, but it it was perfect because now Luke's here. I thought he wanted to go first, but he wanted to go last. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for our last comedian, Luke Moore. Yay! I don't like people who put their middle name on Facebook. Like that's put that thing away. No one wants to see that. Okay, I don't want to see no Allen. You know, I don't want to see no Jonathan. Oh, you, what's that? Your middle name's longer than mine? Congratulations. It's gross. People are, like, shy about their middle name in person, but everyone's a slut online, I guess. My middle name is Theodore. Ugh. Gross. So, anybody uh, going to celebrate Band Book Week? Yeah, Band Book Week. It's uh, not coming up or anything. It's in October, but Band Book Week, dude, that's not long enough to read a book. Band Book Year and a Half? Now, I might celebrate that. Yeah, band, like you go to like a bookstore, like, I mean, I was at City Lights Bookstore, and they have a flyer up for Celebrate Band Book Week in October. It's like, dude, you know, get a hobby, right? Imagine, like, reading and being like, oh, I'm being so rebellious. Ugh, I'm not supposed to read this. 
<laughs> like, imagine trying, like, imagine, like, imagine reading a whole book. <laughs> you should get an award for that. You shouldn't get, shouldn't get in trouble. All right. Have you tried to read a book lately? Books don't work anymore. <laughs> books used to work, you know. I used to read books as a kid. Now, like, I have a cell phone. I just, books don't work anymore. Hell yeah. Imagine, like, the per who, who decides to ban a book? Like, who, is there somebody high up that just reads every book? And they, like, finish the book, and they're like, the end. I don't like it. Banned. And, like, banned books, like, they would get banned for, like, weird reasons, too. Like, no good reason. Like, it would just be banned because, like, somebody gets their dick sucked in it. It would just be a book where a guy gets his dick sucked. And it's not even an actual guy getting his dick sucked. It's just, like, words. Just <laughs> it's just words describing a guy getting his dick sucked. Yeah. Books, man. Yeah, they don't... Like, people used to read so much that they had to, like, start banning them. And then people would just keep reading them, and they had to burn them. They have book, book, book burnings. Nowadays, they're not b banning books anymore. Like, there's no... No one reads books anymore. So they don't have to ban books anymore. They're trying to ban TikTok now. They think TikTok's too powerful. They're, they're kind of right. Have you ever opened up TikTok? TikTok's weird because it'll just, like... It'll show you like a fetish that you didn't know you liked. Like it showed like I was just swiping and it's like, here's a girl with big hands. And I was like, I didn't I didn't even know I liked that. How'd you know I liked that? You know? I get why like a, a horny politician would try to ban TikTok. Cause like all, first of all, all politicians are very horny. I think. Horny for attention, horny for something. Like, what's if you're a politician, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? <laughs> but I could see like they're like, what's this TikTok? I'm gonna look at it. Oh, oh, it's like teenage girls, and they're like, oh, I'm turned on. Yeah, this has to be banned for everybody. Politicians, <laughs> not me. <laughs> okay, good night. Yay! more yay thank you pam you're we're so glad you came yay yay books i read like four books last week i don't know how many books does it take to i know i'm crazy um thank you all for being here you're all amazing we do this every monday at six and friday at six we have happy hour and uh we have seven open mics a week now so tuesday's at omg this wednesday is actually a show it's still free but it's seven o'clock at mars bar and there's free vodka tasting from crystal head vodka and drag queens so you should go to that anyway uh, and then Thursdays at Bar Dolores, Friday we're back here, Saturday at Atlas, and now Sundays at 6 o'clock, it's the Danker side of comedy at Barbary Coast. So check us out seven days a week. Thanks for being here. Bye. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship. 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in Who's That Live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to Who's That Live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. 
Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not for Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy. First Sundays of the month, Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. 
Comedy. Local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that <laughs> go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 1109 Valencia at 22nd in San Francisco. The Wyatt Act. Improv. Music. Every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging you. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. So camera, bitch, I might shoot at your nigga was handy. I look more Cuban than America. Metal the tuba to handle. Nigga, I'm sad. Back to the back, back to the frozes and the babies. Way before you, way before you. Thought I told you, it's a lot on the line. Told you she's a whore. Yeah. Laying down in your town. And I'm looking for some. Uh-huh. 
Can you help me out? Hey, Warmer G. I need a ride or die, Goofy. That would get dirty and Gucci on the floor. The Goofy, why she loving me up? I'm usually the instigator, but ain't nothing greater than an X-rater with a nickname like Vibrator. I need to do the remix to Area Code. In plenty more, the way it kicks sometimes is out of control. So when my nigga Snoop Dogg comes and kicks the dough, when I walk up in the door, you better know it's pimping on the hoe. Two, one, three, it's the crew for show. And they know about us everywhere we go. Hey, what a groupie's at? I was just about to call, so Snoop Dogg told me that he phoned you for him. She told me he rolled you. I told you she's a whore. <laughs> Nate Dogg in the house tonight, What's up, everybody? 
This is the Archivist here. You're now tuned into the final hour here at Mutiny Radio. Thank you for supporting us. Always, you can Venmo us. Our Venmo tag is at Venmo. Excuse me. Our Venmo tag is at Mutiny Radio. And we appreciate all the love and support. And you can also join us at any of our comedy shows and other events that we got going on. You can check it out on Mini Radio Instagram or on our website, miniradio.fm, which you are tuned into right now. And feeling grateful to be back here after taking last week off, spent an amazing weekend in Jamaica celebrating my good friends Shane and Shikume getting married. Shout out to everyone out there for a beautiful time. Left me feeling full of love and inspired and hope to bring that those vibes back with you tonight with these tunes I got for y'all I got new R&B music some new hip-hop and electronic stuff but I'm also gonna have to get into some De La Soul tonight because the man man Supa Dave Plug 2 just passed away the other week, and De La Soul was a super inspirational group to me, and in my opinion, possibly the greatest hip-hop group of all time. I, I think you could definitely argue that. So, a little later on, I'm going to get you a De La set, probably 30, 40 minutes, just straight. Some of my favorite tracks from one of the greatest groups of all time. In the background right now, we got music from Soleance. This is Strongest Love off their La B tape. And we started things off with that 213 Goopy Love. And right after this, we're going to get into new music from Liv. That's spelled L-I-V dot E, but pronounced Liv. And she has dropped this new album called Girl in the Half Pearl, which is a really incredible album. Sounding R&B with some cool electronic vibes in there as well, some drum and bass elements. And she's going to be performing next month at Smart Bomb, March 23rd, I believe, at Crybaby. So I'm going to definitely check that shit out. And yeah, keep locked right here, final hour. Thank you so much for listening. This is where you need to be every Sunday night, 8 to 10. Thank you for listening.
Long as I keep my faith, it's always a way. I know I'm not alone. Long as I keep my faith, it's always a way. I know I'm not alone. Long as I keep my faith. Faith up, let's 
stuff was made up with fake stuff. I thought I wasn't gonna make it, I almost gave up. That's when God came through and showed me what I was made of. And I know you're gonna say, boy, you always say the same stuff. But what else am I supposed to do? I made a promise to my mama to tell nothing but the whole is true. So let us tell it to you. Just 
told me stop being modest and stun a little Cause most of these rappers just rap and they never touch a meal I'm just being honest, this God either made us profits to profit No other option, my pockets is on to Uncle Phil Bitches audition for me, I keep them running drills they Ain't no control in these hoes, the dome is mentally ill Death to the enemy, ain't no rest to the death of me Got a life penitentiary, money mountains, Beverly Hills Whoa, it's Mac of all trades Anything you need, shit, I have it all day It's big cash, small change Going fast in all lanes They were sleeping on me But I got a matter all awake now There's no denying me Bonafide fire Every time I speak the jam One man dynasty Whoa, yeah Why you so sensitive, feminine I've arrived, let me in, motherfucker God damn I growed up looking up the wrestling I found out it was fake and started hustling Mama told me if you put the muscle in, Mama. you gon' make a lot of fucking millions. Call it Eminem's, 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 You gon' make a lot of fucking millions. Call it Yeah, what it is. Life's not so dirty, man, it killed a bitch.
Let me pop my shit. A lot of the shit that I say ain't always true. Always true. But it's hella shit that I say that's hella true. Hella true. It all depends on your point of view. Point of view. The shit that's old to me might be new to you. I was pushing the game with a triple beam and a microphone, serving nasal candy, same color as styrofoam. And there's a vibe zone right in front of my mama's home. Pushing that Barney Rebel and that Fred Flintstone. A product of my environment, paramedics and fire. With the old folks, homeowners, can't enjoy retirement. With the po' folks and the drummers, ambulance inside. With the po' folks, Pacharello, high speeds ending vibe. These bitches be on a nigga like I'm Denzel. Denzel. I try to tell them hoes that my bread's dead. Once you put up 10%, 10%, if I get popped, get popped. Not you go visit, they threw me in the pot. Let me pop off, pop my shit, my shit. Let me pop my shit, chop a knock and fit it in your sock off. Pop my shit, my shit. Let me pop my shit. They watching us, we is not off. Pop my shit, my shit. Let me pop my shit. When they home run, it's a walk off. Pop my shit, my shit. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me pop off. me, nigga, watch that bitch, man. You niggas too old to be acting like this. She thought I was dancing, all that was the risk. I got it out the mud. Shit. I'm on one. I'm on you one. niggas late in the game. I bought a whole lot of real estate before this chain. I got one over there. I got one out the way. So hell yeah, I'm pushing Rory when it's time to skate. Who was niggas at when we was smoking the shake? Who was niggas at when we was moving the shit? I stack and I stack and I stack again. You thought it was a rap, but I'm back again. Looking for a little bitch that I can call wifey. It's just a white tee, but the rich piece pricey. Damn, this bitch looking righteous, soft ass. Got no service in a white hood. I don't fuck with the Ku Klux. Old girl got mad and she switched up. So I went ahead, got me a new one. Down bad, so I had to move up. Old one like hey, what you doing? CA plates in different states. Okay, she like how I'm moving. Step to a bag, better get with the movement. When I move, you move like that. Do more, get more, say less. So follow, don't miss no step. Speed up, now catch your breath. Goodbye, good drink, no stress. Out of town, no GPS. 